It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Cause he sits at home all day with his cat You could try giving him a yoga mat But he might not like that But stay positive When the girl at work is feeling sad She's way behind and the boss is mad Give her a hand that she has not had And let her know it's not so bad Stay positive now, that little tune makes you feel positive, huh? Hey, yeah. that. We should get you all up dancing next time that comes on. I reckon it's a dance party. Hey, it's great to be here again, and I love coming here, and uh, you don't have a pulpit. That's another story, which is really good. Um, but I just was sitting there thinking, Father God, you're in the house, eh? Yeah. Because it says where two or more are gathered, that's where he is. And I reckon we should, you know, we'd be worship. I love the worship again. I always love the worship here. But it's, uh, I just want us to stop for a moment because just want to, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. If you don't, that's okay. But just be still for one little minute because I am so convinced that the Father God doesn't just want me to yarn for a bit, right? I reckon he wants to speak to you. And it may be nothing I say, um, but it might be just something he prompts into your spirit right now. And if he prompts it into your spirit, and he is the creator of heaven and earth, right? He is like bigger than anything you know. Um, he wants to speak into your spirit and he wants to say something. I reckon we need to stop and listen. So can you just do something where we just close your eyes or, or, or bow your head or whatever you do, but just be still for a moment. Father, I just want to ask now. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who died and rose again and is all powerful and that Jesus, you gave us the Holy Spirit to actually be here with us. And I want to say, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? Would I know your presence right now? Maybe you might pray that prayer. I want to know your presence. I want you to engage with me this morning. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Hey, it's a, it's, it is an interesting subject. Stay positive. So you have to stay positive today, right? Yeah. No, moving away from being positive. Because the opposite of positive is negative. And everybody knows what it's like hanging around a negative person. Has anyone been discouraged this week? No. See, if you want to be discouraged, you find a negative person. And they come along and they will, what I call, blow your bubble, right? They're the bubble busters, the negative people. You've come along, you go, I've got this great idea. We can, they go, oh, won't work. Nah, won't work. Can't do that. Been there, been there before, done that. I did that myself. And all of a sudden, that great idea you're excited about just goes, and you lose it. Or, let's, let's go and do, and they go, Nah, I can't be bothered. It's too cold. It's, it's, oh, yeah, I've been out all day. And, and you go, oh. Has anyone had those this week? No, haven't? Okay. Or, or, 
that you're sitting around the boardroom. I want to take you to a boardroom. Or maybe it was the staff room this week where you're sitting around with the rest of the staff in your company or the place that you work and you're planning the Christmas party. Or maybe it's in your lounge room and you're sitting with the family talking about the next holiday or you're talking about Christmas or a wedding coming up. Did I tell you my son got engaged? Woohoo! So anyway, um, so it's... Uh, and you're sitting around making these plans and around the table, there's a variety of people. There's Mr. Board and he's there probably sitting on his iPhone looking at something or playing, sending a message somewhere. Doesn't really want to be there. Their, their, their mind is somewhere else and they just want to get this discussion over. Or then there's the Mr. Mr. Um, Details. And as soon as you come up with the idea, they want to go straight to the detail. You know, I've got this idea. We could paint a... What paint? What paint? What's paint? And they start asking questions and all of a sudden the idea just goes... And you feel discouraged. Or maybe there's Mr. Um, risk Taker. Oh, well, did you think about this? And did you think about that? And we've, got to, we've got to consider this. And, and all of a sudden, again, it's like... We can't get off base one because of the conversations around the table. And there's the bubble busters are just taking the bubble, finding the pin and looking at your face when it goes bang, right? Because um, they just love to... Unfortunately, that table happens in my head. That in my head, those same people are in my head. And they're, they're, whenever I'm thinking of something, they're having this conversation going round and round and round to the place where sometimes we don't have the courage to move on. And we call that we are discouraged. And I want to say to you today that we should be a people who are full of courage, not discouraged. That God actually has made you into mighty warriors. And sometimes we forget that because in our heads is this constant battle of discouragement but there's one person around the table who can make all the difference who can change the whole circumstance around who can actually make things happen my first experience at Calamunda was I went to the um, the carols by candlelight meeting now the carols by candlelight Calamunda has been going for Lots and lots of years. And it was in this little church hall. And let me tell you, it was a little bit like the, the Vicar of Dibley show, right? There was a, a lot, all the people were around there. There was a guy that went, no, 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 yes, right? He was there. I'm sure I was actually, and there was somebody else that was all, and that's the same as our heads, but there was one person in the Vicar of Dibley Carols by Candlelight meeting that changed it all around. One lady, and the, the reason why she changed it around and she changed the atmosphere of the meeting, but didn't only change the atmosphere of the meeting, she even changed the voices of those in the room. And I call her Mrs. Encouragement. See, encouragement can take away the negatives. Encouragement can, can actually take away the fears. Encouragement can help us actually achieve something. Yes, we do need to think of what the difficult things are. And yes, we do need to understand the risks. But too often in our society, we live in such a risk-feared society 
that sometimes we do nothing. Yeah. Oh, I remember um, go, years ago, we I used to go down to Esperance to a youth group down there. I loved going down there because it was crazy, right? And they used to get this bus. Some of you, anyone, been, anyone from Esperance? Right, yeah, and it, you may remember this. They used to get the bus and used to travel around the streets and pick up all the kids and fill the bus up, and then they'd take them out to the sand dunes. And at the sand dunes, they had four wheel motorbikes, and the kids on Friday nights were zipping around on the motorbikes. Was you there? You'd seen that? And, they, and they'd get this conveyor belt, old piece of conveyor belt, tight to the back of the ute, and they'd just shoot off in the ute, and the kids are all hanging on, 30 of them, woohoo! few of them fall off, that's okay, pick up later, woo, over the sand dunes, get this fire pit, right? And they'd fill this, this 44-gallon drum with fire, and then someone would bring a, a, a bunch of rags all tied up into a ball about the size of a soccer ball, soaked in diesel, and they would light it, and then we would kick it around. And so you got this fireball, woo, hit it with your head, and it was, you, you know, I had to stop it because they couldn't insure it. Because it's dangerous. Now, it is dangerous. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing was, there's a whole bunch of these kids from the areas of Esperance that they needed to have a place to let go some of their, their, their built-up energy, but also to hear about Jesus. Um, and so again, our fear stops something that was so powerful. Now, sure, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be, you know, be, have due diligence on things, but I just wonder in our own lives, do we miss the opportunity because fear comes in and causes us to lose our courage and hence become discouraged? And is it possible we could, we could live a life where we're just feeling discouraged because every idea we've ever had has been squashed by discouragement and therefore we end up becoming discouraged rather than the words of that encourager. I wonder if in being, staying positive, the key to staying positive is to decide that I'm going to be encouraging. Because if I'm encouraging, not only will I bring life to my own situation, I'll bring it to others. What if I was actually to be committed to saying, who could I encourage today? Because I want to be encouraging, putting courage to, changing someone else's life. Nothing more exciting than seeing somebody who's discouraged suddenly come alive with positivity about themselves, about who they are, about what they could do. And Jesus came to earth to bring courage. You know, he says, it's this scripture, it says, this is in my notes, it says, death, oh, where is your sting? Let me tell you, discouragement is death to ideas. It, he's all victorious. And we serve a victorious God. So church, church, as Christians, we have, should have a spirit of encouragers. We should be encouraging. There's a guy called uh, Paul. You know about Paul if you've been here a few times. Um, but Paul in the scripture wrote a whole bunch of letters to the early church. Now, Paul, as you know, was a great church planter. Um, he went and planted churches right across Asia and into Europe, um, all over the place. And one particular church that Paul um, planted 
and was part of was a church in a place called Corinth. Now, Corinth is an interesting place, um, but in Corinth, um, there was a whole group of people, some ex um, people who were from Judaism, and there were some who were from Greeks, and there was a real mixture. And because this church was still very young, there was lots of discussion going on about what is the right way to do church. I think that's still happening today. Um, but whether we should do this and who should we should follow and you know, you, you're not supposed to drink or you are supposed to drink and you're supposed to be baptised by that person or you're supposed to be baptised by this person. All this tension was going on. You know, women are supposed to have things on their heads. Women aren't supposed to have things on their heads. It was all this discussion happening and it was causing incredible tension in the church to the place where the church itself was being discouraged. So Paul writes this letter to them called 1 Corinthians and he, he writes this letter and if you've read it, you will notice that it's a pretty tough letter. He, he wasn't pulling any punches and he, he told them what it was all about and basically said, guys, get your act together. We follow Jesus. Um, now, you can imagine he sent this letter because he couldn't visit there and the whole time he's worried about this letter. I mean, I wonder how people are going to respond. And we read this in 2 Corinthians because he really wants to go back there, but he can't. And he ends up in Macedonia. And whilst he's in Macedonia, he's still concerned about what was happening back there. And Titus, a good friend who was from Corinth, comes to visit Paul in Macedonia. And Paul was so pleased to see him because he brought good news. He brought good news that it was okay back in Corinth. The church is starting to sort itself out. And so we pick it up. If you go to uh, 2 Corinthians, and if you've got the app, open the app up. Um, and, or if you've got your old-fashioned Bibles, which is what I like because I can scribble in it. Um, but have a look at 2 Corinthians 7, first 4. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And look at what it says. So this is Paul now writing his second letter to the church in Corinth. And he's just got some good news from Titus. So this is what he says. I have the highest confidence in you. And I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged. Everyone say encouraged. encouraged. Got it. Good. We're on the right track. And, and made me Happy. So you have encouraged me. And what's it done? It's caused me to be happy despite all our troubles. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the inside and fear. Oh, sorry, battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But God, but God, but God, who encourages those who are discouraged, uh, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Can I tell you, and if you pick up anything today, and I was praying early this morning saying, Father, I don't just want to preach a message. What is it you want to say to us? What is it you want to release in our spirit and I want to suggest to you that God who is with us right now wants to encourage you he wants to instill courage in you look at what Paul says 
He says that we have pressure or battles on the outside and fears on the inside. I wonder if you felt that. He understood the battles on the outside. He was being persecuted. He was being jailed. He was being whipped. He was being rejected by sometimes his own friends. Um, He knew the battles on the outside. Today we face lots of battles on the outside. Maybe work, maybe, maybe family relationships, maybe tensions that are happening with your neighbours. I don't know. But there are battles all around us. The Bible tells us that you will face troubles of many kind. So we know that there are battles on the outside. Maybe you're battling with, with, with work at the moment. Maybe you're battling because you're of, of, of financial issues. Maybe you've got battles on the outside. And this is what happens. When battles come from the outside, they disempower us because we focus on the battles and we get battle fatigue. And Paul understood that there was battles on the outside. But listen to this. But he also said, but we have fear on the inside. That sounds like anxiety to me. He was anxious. He was struggling with anxiety. He was struggling maybe with even panic attacks. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that. And sometimes it happens with, I don't know what people are thinking of me. Or did I do that wrong? Or am I going to be in trouble for that? Or if you don't know what it feels like, when you're driving along and you hear a siren behind you, right? That's usually anxiety. That's fear on the inside, right? Especially if you're speeding, that's big fear on the inside because you're probably going to go home and face your partner and say, sorry, I've got another fight. But he had anxiety on the inside. And right now he needed a gift from God to encourage him and to reinstall that courage on the inside because the battles on the outside and the fears on the inside was discouraging him. And so we can learn a lot from Paul. And he says, God who encourages. The word there, encourage, actually is is parakleto, which actually means to comfort. And we also know it's where the word, um, the description for the Holy Spirit is, right? This Holy Spirit is the parakletos. Para meaning to come alongside. That God is one that would come alongside, also, also um, translated into encourage. He comes alongside us. Imagine this. In your discouragement right now, the Father God says, I have sent the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to walk alongside you. I love coming to church, and I missed it when we did the, uh, had to watch it on TV, and although it was great fun, and I learned about chickens in Kensington and stuff like that, but um, it was great, and I enjoyed it, but there was something missing, and let me tell you what was missing. What's that? Just ignore the, the Muppet in the stand. I actually like this. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> what we were missing It's the gathering together of people to come alongside each other because where two or more are gathered, there's where I am. That's why we come in this gathering. It's not a habit. It's an importance of people coming alongside each other because that's where the presence of God is. When two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And the courage uses each other to build each other up. So when we worship together, it's awesome. But it's voices out there where the power is. These guys are just helping us lead it. 
And so when we sing together, the Holy Spirit's there and he's saying, I'm there alongside you and I want to build you up. If you don't go out of Calamon, oh, sorry, wrong church. If you don't go out of this church today, oops, that's a habit. Uh, if you don't go out of here today, right? Sensing a, an encouragement of God, then we've missed the mark because that's what you should be, built up in him, ready for another week. Bat out there in the battlefields. Bat out there in, the, in being the kingdom of God wherever you walk. He wants to encourage. How did he encourage him? This is how he encourages him. He says, I was encouraged because God sent me Titus. God brought Titus. See, look, the word for encourage in the, in the Webster dictionary actually means um, to inspire to give courage to in spirit or hope. Ah, oh, that's cool. That's what it means. And so he sends a person, Titus, to do that. I wonder if God has done something in your life this week where he's just wanted to show you he is there. This morning, this is no joke, right? Um, we were about to leave this morning at home. And I'm talking about encouragement. And I'm talking about how God brings things into our lives just to show you that he's there. I spoke to a girl on the, on the, at the coffee shop the other day. She came to me all excited about these things God's been doing in her life. And I said, why do you think God does that? And she said, oh, because I need it. I said, no, nah, because that's disposable. You're going to have another need tomorrow. And yes, he does meet our needs. He says that. But there's something about his meeting our needs. He says, I will meet your needs, right? Philippians 4, 19. Um, for my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. What's his glory? He wants you to have a sign that he's actually there. The reason he heals, the reason that he, he, he supplies those needs that you've got is to tell you, hey, I'm here. I've got my eyes on you, so I'm at home this morning talking about how God brings things just to let you know he's with you. And I get a knock on the door, a guy on his way to church, and he says, oh, Steve, uh, what are you doing today? So I'm just about to take off to elevate preaching. And he goes, oh, because I just want to give you this gift as an encouragement. Hang on, I'm picking on encouragement today. That's a good, that's a good example. Thank you, God. <laughs> Why? And it was a financial gift. And it was God just shouting out to Steve and Margie to say, I'm on your case. I'm here. Here's a sign. It's not a miracle. It's a sign that I am here. Maybe this week, God's been trying to give you a sign that he's with you. It might be through a scripture. It might have been through a worship song you listen to. It might be a person that you met. It could be anything. Yeah, another sign this morning, because I was looking for them, I suppose. But another sign this morning, I, was walking, I walked around the streets in Kalamunda, just praying and early, every Sunday morning. And uh, at the back blocks of this homeless guy comes to me and starts having a yarn. And I said to him, mate, where are you from? And he goes, oh, mate, I'm, I'm just down the road. I said, oh, okay. He says, oh, could do have a coffee. I said, well, let me buy you a coffee. So I bought him a coffee, right? And as I'm having a coffee with him, it was like God saying, here's another sign for you, Steve. You make yourself available. I'll bring, bring, bring people you can love. There's a sign. Look for the signs. God wants to encourage you, and he wants to encourage me. When we're feeling discouraged, look for the sign that God is there. He wants to encourage you. But here's another thing too. Notice it says here, 
that it was Titus now who was there to encourage Paul. Now, if you read later on, Titus actually does give him some bad news as well because then Paul has to say, we've got to sort a few other things out. But he was encouraged by Titus coming along. You know, I've uh, got a friend, his name is Rob Pitt. And I said to him the other day, mate, you are, my, you are God's gift to me as my encourager. He rings me once a week just to say, how are you doing, Steve? And, then he'll say, I, and he always tells me something positive about what's been happening in my life or what's happened in the past. All the time, every week, he's rung me up, sometimes twice a week, just to encourage. And I wonder if God has put someone in, some, in your heart that you could go, hey, I could be an encourager. I could be a carrier of God's spirit to somebody else to bring encouragement. I could be used to do something so spiritual. So amazingly spiritual to build someone else up. Would that be cool? Rather than looking for it, giving it. There's a, there's a great story in, the, uh, in Exodus 17. I might, have, I, I might go over time here. Can I, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer. Let's have a volunteer. No, not you. I don't want you. Uh, yeah, come on, up the front. Come on. Now, have we, did you get that thing for me? Where is it? Can you go grab the broom? Right, now. In Exodus 17, come up yonder here. What's your name? Julie, 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 Julie. I think that's my comfort zone coming up. Are you good, Julie? Well, this could be a start. You're wearing the right jacket. That's good to see. All right, so, so Julie, I want you to do this for me, right? I want, you, I want you to hold that, right? Now, what I want you to do is just hold it above your head. Okay, just stay there. Now, in Exodus 17, don't let it down, right? Because if you let it down, they, they die, right? So, in Exodus 17, there's a story of Moses. Right? Now, Moses has brought the people, as you know, out of Egypt, out of captivity, a whole bunch of, of people of Israel all coming out of Egypt and they run out of food. So he arranged the food drop. Uber, Uber Eats came in and gave him food. Then they ran out of drinks. So he went to the rock um, and uh, hit the rock and it gave him some water. And you would have thought everyone was happy until they started getting attacked by the Amalekites. Am- 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 Amalekites, that's the one. It was coming. It was coming. The Amalekites. Thank you, Pastor. Um, so, and, and he's going, right, God, what do we do? And he says, what I want you to do is I want you to get Joshua to stay there. Joshua, and I want you to, to go and get him fighting in the valley. And while they're fighting in the valley, I want you to go and stand on the mountain. And as he's standing on the mountain, I want you to hold up the rod of God. And as you're holding that up, how's your arms going? Oh, darn it. I need someone that doesn't. Ah, so so as, he's, as he's standing there, right, and he's holding that up, as long as he's holding that up, the young people, right, are winning the battles. But the moment he got tired and started to drop, they started to lose. Now, listen to this. This is, this is what it means to encourage. You see, what happened was Julie's arms are supposed to be tired by now. Are they getting tired, Julie? Please pretend, just pretend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she starts to drop. Drop, drop. And and so what happens was, he gets his mates, comes along. I need two more people. Okay, you can be uh, Aaron. Come up here, Aaron. And I want her. Not him, her. You can be her. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so. And and so they say, well, he's getting tired. And the battle is losing down there. But notice, these guys here 
are just as concerned about the people getting beaten up down there that they have to do something. Uh, here's, a, here's the key to being encouragers, people who come alongside, who build each other up. Be concerned about others' battles. They were concerned of the battles they saw around us. Church, Steve, God, would you place on our hearts a concern for the battles we're seeing in our society that are being lost? Because the church has maybe got a little bit tired. And so these guys came along and they said, well, you better get a chair. I've got a rock. I said underneath um, Julie. Um, and and got, got Moses to sit on the rock. Be, rock. So you sit on it. Sit, sit, sit. Still. Okay. And then they came alongside. And what did they do? They came alongside and they lifted his arms up. The arms, not the rod. The arms. Yeah. Because he's got to lift up. Well, her, Julie's got to lift up. And, and here's a great picture of what it means to be encouragers, people who come alongside to hold up the arms of those who are getting tired. I heard this week, pastors in our country, they reckon one third of them are antidepressants and one third should be. That I can't, I've heard so many pastors this week who've said to me that they are tired. This whole last few months has been tiring. And, and I'm not just talking about pastors. It's not just pastors. We're all part of that. And I wonder if the church has got a little bit tired and, and we need to be a bit discouraged because our numbers aren't growing and we can get a bit discouraged and we need to get alongside each other and go, no, 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 lift the arms up because the arms are arms of worship to the living God. And we need to lift each other's arms up. If we're tired of spiritual worship, if we're tired of worship, if we're tired of talking about how great our God is, lift each other's arms up and encourage one another so we can fight the battles in the trenches. You can sit down now. How's your arms going? Ah, I got it, yes. Right, so, Julie, thank you. You take your broom. Um, uh, clean up outside, please. Uh, <laughs> and not only, so, so I just want to encourage you. It says in here, it says Hebrews 3. How often should we encourage one another? But encourage one another daily. If you think that you can, I shouldn't encourage you too much, you'll get a big head. You know, you need to know the truth. You've got it wrong. Because you see, it takes one negative, and I don't know, there's multiple, multiple positives to overcome a negative. That means there's a job description waiting for you. There is a job shortage of encouragers because we need more, we need multiple encouragers to one discourager. So that means we've all got a job to do, and you can't do it enough. It says, do it, encourage one another daily. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how we may spur, same word, the comforter to spur, to, to encourage, that how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Finally, God wants to encourage you by signs. We need to learn to build up and become. I am encouraging. But thirdly this, it says that David was in, um, encouraged himself in the Lord. We need to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. 
David is uh, 1 Samuel 30, 60, 30 verse 6. This is what happens. David has been out to the battlefields, had a good win, come home. Unfortunately, the enemy has come into the campsite and has taken all the women and all the kids. So you can imagine the men who were the fighters come back, weren't very happy. And it says that they were pretty angry at David. And David now has got a whole army, his army, who aren't happy with him. And this is what he says. He says, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. But David found strength in who? The Lord his God. Read a bunch of Psalms. Look at how David constantly is getting away with God and he's telling him how he feels. But then he says how great God is. How big his God is. We need to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We need to find those places where we will stop and, and discover that God is bigger than any problem you're facing. That God is bigger than any discouragement that you're feeling. That your God is bigger than any internal fear or anxiety that you're carrying. And we need to stop and actually reflect on Him. If you're not doing that regularly, I encourage you, be still and know that I am God, it says in Psalms. Be still. Stop. You see, this is the truth. You want to hear some truths? You hear some truths. Here's some truths that you need to take home. Here's some truths that we find in the Scripture over and over again. Your God is all-powerful. That God has created you in, his, in your mother's womb perfectly. That your God is, says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Your God who says that His love for you is never ending. There's nothing you can do to stop Him loving you. That God has given you everything you need to do the things he's called you to do. Your God, the God that we worship today, the God that we serve, the God who is here, says, I've written your name in the book of life. Your God knows, he knows what the conclusion's going to be. He knows the end of the book. He wrote it. He knows your future. He says, you know, you might face troubles of many kind. We know that, but... He's always there with you. He says that. He says that, you know, don't worry about today. I have to go and I'm going to build a house for you. In my father's house, there are many rooms and I'm building one for you. He's, that's your promise. And we need to, that's why we need to read this. That's why we need to look at it daily and go, God, encourage me again through your word. May your spirit of encouragement encourage me. I, I need to be encouraged in the Lord because here's the truth. You could tell me 101 times, it's going to be okay. And I probably won't believe you. It's not until I decide to take those words and internalize them that they have any power. You see, we need to take the words of God and internalize them and own them. And when we own them, you will be encouraged. It's not just okay to read it. It's another thing to own it. When we repeat it over and over again, we start to own it. It starts to become mine. I want to say to you today, because I'm finishing up, 
your God here today, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, Jesus who died on the cross and left the Spirit here, why? To build us up, to comfort us and to encourage us. And if you're feeling discouraged today, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, would you implant in me a truth that I can't put in there myself yet? That God might encourage you by his spirit right now. Right now. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to happen down the week or when I get around to it. Right now, Holy Spirit who is here, would you pour words of encouragement. May I walk out of here feeling bigger and stronger. One day I was, went to a conference at Riverview actually and I remember a guy prayed for me and he prayed for me and he said, that, that God would, that I would become strong and mighty in the Lord. I went back to my office. My senior pastor, Des Nelson, was there at the time. And he, as I walked into my office and he said, what happened to you? I said, what do you mean? He said, you look bigger. I said, I know you're shrinking. It's okay. He said, no, no. He said, you look bigger and strong. You did something about you. You see, God wants to build you up. And it can happen by his spirit even today, even right now. And the other thing is this. Would you say, Father God, would you make me, give me one of the most, the greatest spiritual jobs this week one could do. And that is to speak courage into others. Mark said today, he said, when you leave here today, think of one person you can encourage. I want to ask you to say, I'm going to take that on board. I'm going to take that one on board. I'm going to take on board, Holy Spirit, that you would open up doors that I could encourage someone today. Don't look at whether they deserve it. That homeless man today, I could have sat there and went, oh, he's just trying to rip me off. But in giving him a coffee, I gave him courage. Did he deserve it? I don't know. Is he going to rip me off? Is he going to get another one? Probably, I don't care. I, I gave him courage. And you could give someone courage today. Don't think about why you shouldn't. Think about why you shouldn't rather than why you should, sorry, don't think of why you shouldn't do it, think of why you should. And it's simple, God called you to be an encourager, let me pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this time. And I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, there's those that have walked in this place feeling discouraged because things haven't gone right. I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, would you encourage them? Would you encourage them? Would you even remind them of your presence this week, of those little signs? Or would you just by your spirit supernaturally in the way that you do, just pour courage into people? Where others have taken away courage, would you heal, Father, and instill courage? Mighty warriors that we are in you. And Father, would you give us opportunity to be encouragers this week? That God, this week we will say, I am encouraging. Amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.